Hi, I'm Elizabeth, and welcome to the Own Your Own Way podcast. This podcast is for creatives and adventure seekers who dare to carve their own path. If you're on a journey to live a more inspired and adventure-filled life on your own terms, this is for you. I'm a writer, yoga, and meditation teacher, and newly full-time RVer. I'll share stories of travel and connecting with nature and how living the practice of yoga can allow you to live your most empowered, aligned, and inspired life. You're listening to the Om Your Own Way podcast, episode three. Hi, friend. I'm Elizabeth, your host of the Om Your Own Way podcast. This episode will focus on the practice of meditation, some common misconceptions people may have, and specifically why I love a specific type of meditation called eye rest. Whether you're someone who has a regular meditation currently or you're just looking to begin, At some point, it's likely that you've had some misconceptions or misunderstandings about what meditation is. And I know for myself, that's definitely true. There's sort of this image maybe uh, we have of monks and sitting for hours a day in meditation and silence. And so we may have this assumption that all meditation is uh, must be seated, cross-legged, palms up, or have some sort of mudra or positioning of the fingertips or the hands to invoke something. And so there are many different types of meditation. There are mudra meditations, there are mantra meditations, there's affirmation meditations, and I am someone that actually loves mantra meditation. Uh, If you have familiarity with Deepak Chopra, he has a lot of beautiful guided meditations on mantras or on themes. So he's someone that I, uh, early on when I was starting to try to meditate um, and the whole sitting in silence and and breathing and just trying to not think about anything kind of was a challenge for me at the time. And it's important to note that that's not the only way to do it. There is no necessarily right way to do it. And there, like anything else, there's a lot of avenues to it, anything that's a regular practice, right? So even with fitness, exercise, there's different avenues to getting to the goal. Uh, It doesn't have to be a two-hour workout or a two-hour meditation. It can be simply five minutes. It can be one minute, 20 minutes. It There's no set amount of time that is going to give you more or or less benefits, but it's more about finding what works for you and maybe trying a few different types of meditation. And maybe your practice includes, uh, if you're starting to cultivate a regular practice, maybe you regularly practice mantra meditation and you also practice eye rest, or you also just enjoy 
sometimes having that sitting just in stillness and just focusing on the breath and allowing that to guide you. That said, there's also other ways that we can integrate meditation into our daily life aside from sitting in meditation or laying reclined in meditation and listening to something guided or just focusing on the breath. We can do walking meditation. We can be doing the dishes and meditation, maybe just allowing ourselves to welcome what thoughts come up and then just focusing on mindfulness, focusing on the senses, connecting to the breath, noticing the sensations in the body, and allowing yourself to turn inward. And when I mention the walking meditation or the washing the dishes meditation, uh, it's worthy of noting that one of the most influential figures or teachers uh, for me before I even started my yoga teacher training was Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, the Vietnamese Buddhist monk uh, who has published over a hundred books and his teachings were really, his teachings really resonated with me when I was in college and I was writing poetry and I was exploring my yoga practice and reading a lot of books on Buddhism and meditation and exploring the practice of writing as enlightenment. And I've read several of his books and two that come to mind when I'm thinking about the practice of meditation being something that can be done when walking or doing other daily tasks and just allowing yourself to be present during them is uh, the book Peace is Every Step, The Path of Mindfulness in Everyday Life by Thich Nhat Hanh, and then also another book called The Miracle of Mindfulness, an Introduction to the Practice of Meditation, if you're interested in exploring either of those. And if you've never heard of Thich Nhat Hanh, He's known as the father of mindfulness and only recently passed away last January. And so he was one of my main introductions to practices of mindfulness and meditation. But since then, there's been sort of an explosion of increase to access to mindfulness and meditation resources through the growth of social media and online courses, workshops, all that. And over the past several years, it's been really amazing to see that meditation and the practice of yoga are becoming more accessible in a lot of different spaces and overall there's more of a focus on well-being and self-care in the general population. It's becoming more mainstream to actually focus on cultivating well-being as a practice and um, definitely there was an uptake of that during the pandemic and you know this isolation that we all experienced and sort of forcing us to take time to 
turn inward, but also to focus on our well-being when we had that lack of connection. So that's something that's been really awesome to see. And with that, we're starting to see a, uh, there's a lot more, there's a lot more evidence to the effectiveness of mindfulness and meditation on overall well-being. So most of us know by now that it can help us to reduce stress and anxiety, uh, but also it helps with our emotional health. And with that reduced stress, it can actually lead to decreasing blood pressure, which can possibly contribute to healthier hearts. So all of this to say that the benefits of mindfulness and meditation have physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual benefits. It allows us to be more self-aware and with that, Self-awareness offers us the ability to be more mindful of how we interact with others and with the world and the type of energy that we are putting out into the universe. Um, so it does have a ripple effect, uh, that that self-care or that focusing on, on mindfulness and going inward, not only benefits us, but it benefits everyone around us, Um, can increase attention span, which is obviously a challenge for us, especially in the digital age where we're constantly being bombarded with notifications from all these different apps that some of them are, some of them are mandatory for work or just existing in this uh, culture. Anything that allows us to take time away from the screen or the scrolling is probably something that we could all use a little bit more of, especially if, like me, you work from home and do have to spend a good amount of time in front of the screen. And additionally, it can be a useful adjunct therapy uh, in addition to traditional therapy and other modalities. It can Uh, be a great resource for things like coping with uh, addiction. And we see that now um, a lot more yoga in the recovery space, which is something that I am personally very passionate about, specifically people who suffer from addiction and also those who are incarcerated and having access to yoga within those spaces. And if you've ever taken a yoga class, but not necessarily practice meditation separate from that, it's likely that at the end you've experienced shavasana, which in depending on where you've taken a yoga class, they don't always necessarily call it that, but it's that final resting posture generally at the end of the class where there's that focus on the breath and the body sensing that allows you to experience a bit of that stillness. Um, And sometimes people, even in the few minutes that are allotted for that resting space at the end of the class, sometimes people fall asleep during that. So thinking about meditation as kind of an extended version of that stillness 
it clearly improves sleep, especially if you're someone that struggles with sleep on a regular basis. But in uh, but then in the context of a yoga class, sometimes people that do struggle with sleep are actually able to fall asleep in a room full of some strangers, <laughs> or maybe you have some friends there too. Um, but that's one of the most awesome things I see in a yoga class. And actually yesterday in a class uh, that I teach at a local fitness center, it's not a yoga studio, but one of the students at the end came up and said, and this is, was her second time taking a yoga class, that five minutes at the end was everything. And so, yeah, if that's something that you're looking for more of, I am excited to be leading online iRest meditation on Wednesdays in January. And so iRest is stands for Integrative Restoration, and it was founded well over 20 years ago by Dr. Richard Miller. He is a clinical psychologist, author, and scholar of yoga. And this, it's an evidence-based practice that has been proven to be highly effective in both chronic pain management and treatment for post-traumatic stress. But even if you don't necessarily have chronic pain or post-traumatic stress, anyone can benefit from it. And essentially, it is it takes the ancient practice of yoga nidra and blends it with Western neuroscience. And essentially what I love about it is that the whole premise of it is about welcoming every experience as a messenger that allows us to conduct a process of self-inquiry or exploration. And so there, there's sometimes that misconception that meditation is meant to be something where we, we don't think. We just breathe and we're supposed to shove our thoughts down or, and just think nothing is as the goal, which that's not true. And so I rest really affirms that with the way that this guided meditation is delivered. So Basically, it allows us to closely examine our thoughts, emotions, sensations in the body, and and even where we feel certain emotions in the body um, by by a process of just welcoming what what's there, what exists in that moment that you're practicing the meditation, and just noticing what's rising, and then greeting it with acceptance and then moving from that space to greeting what is there and then connecting with this connecting with the unchanging right the unchanging that underlies every changing circumstance so this premise that underlying every changing circumstance there's this deep unchanging peace and so if you're curious about giving iRest a try, I invite you to join me Wednesdays in January for 
live iRest meditation at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, and the link for that to join is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode or on Wednesdays for iRest.